everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of Bayern Munich's Bundesliga match against Union Berlin. Bayern Munich has not been on top of its game of late, and we all know that it's been painful to watch the last couple of games. Of course, Bayern had a 1-0 victory over FC Köln last Friday, which in and of itself, you'll take the three points. It just did not look good. But then the Bavarians doubled down and had an equally unimpressive performance in a nil-nil draw with FC Copenhagen in the Champions League on Wednesday. So things are not exactly looking great, but the team is still racking up points and getting wins. And you really can't complain too much about the end result, unless, of course, you factor in the DFB Pokal. But the end result of most of these matches, Byron is coming out the winner and they are advancing and advancing and they are right now sitting in second place of the Bundesliga and they won their Champions League group. So overall, things are good, but it just doesn't look the way I think a lot of people would like, including myself. I wanted to see a more fluid brand of football. I wanted to see more attacking. I wanted to see more energy. And that's been the big theme for me is that Byron just at times does not look like it has the energy or urgency that I think are going to be needed later in the season. But there is plenty of time before we get to those clutch games at the end of the campaign. Right now, we're focused on Bayern Munich Union Berlin. And of course, the way things are breaking out, <clears throat> this one has a little bit of an interesting sub subplot, just given the timing of this. Uh, we'll start out like we always do, taking a look at where each team is in the table. Bayern Munich through 12 match days has 10 wins, two draws, no losses. That's good for 32 points. And of course, in second place, they have 43 goals for nine against. So Bayern Munich is getting the job done in the league. They're scoring goals for the most part. And they're getting the results that they need aside of those two draws. In their last five games, Bayern Munich has five wins. So like we said, there's really not much to complain about when you look at the, the end result. I mean, they are getting the wins, and that is the most important thing. But, like, if you're like me, you've seen, like, these little cracks in the foundation of the team where it looks like the things that are they're getting away with now could come back and haunt them later in the season. And I know we all hope that doesn't happen. But uh, the apathy that we see sometimes toward the attack, the lack of movement, the lack of precision and accuracy and passing in the final third – those are all things that need to improve for this team to really get where it wants to be. And of course, that is leading the Bundesliga and winning the Champions League. Union Berlin is not anywhere near the top of the table. This was a team I think a lot of people had high hopes for, including me. I thought they would be really good this season, but they went in the tank. Urs Fischer was released. Now we have Nenad Bielica as the new manager at Union Berlin. So we will see how much of an impact that he's going to have in a big game situation. For Union Berlin, they went from being a team that was considered to be a top six candidate to now being in the relegation danger zone, sitting in 17th place with just seven points through 12 match days. It's almost amazing to think that the way that the club approached the offseason and going out and getting some veterans and just building from what they did last year, you would have thought this would be a stepping stone type year to go up the ladder. It's not. They completely fell off the ladder. So Union Berlin through 12 match days, two wins, one draw, nine losses. It's good for just seven points. Of course, I said that is 17th in the table and just ahead of FC Köln, who has six points, just behind Mainz, who has eight. Mainz has been horrific this season as well. 
Uh, Darmstadt has nine points. Uh, Bochum has 10. And then you start to creep up a little bit with Heidenheim and Werder Bremen, each with 11. Obviously, Union Berlin, with a couple of wins, could vault itself right into the middle of the table. So nothing is out of the realm of possibility. But they're running out of time to really reestablish themselves and get some kind of good momentum going. The good thing for Union Berlin uh, is that last week they did have a 1-1 draw against Augsburg, so they can start to build from that. But prior to that, they had four straight losses out of their last five games. So 12 goals for, 27 against, a negative 15 goal differential. Union Berlin needs to score more. They need to defend better. Hey, who doesn't? But this match, like I said, has a lot of intrigue to me because of the coaching change at Union Berlin, and I want to see how they respond to that on the big stage. Bayern Munich, from what we've seen of late, just doesn't look the same. Uh, They look a little bit hapless, maybe a little bit tired. Having so many international players is definitely going to take a toll at some point, if not right now. This isn't the same crazy attacking unit we've seen at various points earlier in the season. So Thomas Tuchel has some work cut out for him, and I don't even know if it's as much with tactics as much as it is with motivation. Uh, In addition, the team is a little bit banged up right now. Jamal Musiala, we don't know much about in terms of when he'll come back. There's some speculation it could be as early as this weekend, but we don't know. I think the club is going to be conservative that, conservative with him because you don't want to really risk him at this point of the season, especially in a game against a 17th place team. Uh, If you're going to ensure that Musiala gets back to 100%, this is an ideal spot to to maybe give him an extra game off. Eric Eric Maxim Chupomoting is also battling a bit of an injury with his knee. Uh, Kim Min Jae is battling a hip issue. A lot of wear and tear on this team. There, there really is. And and with Kim Min Jay out, Matthijs Delict already out uh, with a prolonged injury. Leon Goretzka has taken the helm at center back, which is kind of crazy, but he's handled it really well. So I, I was actually really happy with what Goretzka has done at center back. He looks like a good fit back there. I know a lot of people um, are down on Goretzka. I get it. Uh, but uh, I think he's had a good season. And I think uh, a lot of the hate this year has probably been a little bit misdirected, but uh, Goretzka handling himself well, no matter where Thomas Tuchel's putting him, hopefully doesn't try him at right wing like Yogi Love did because that was uh, that was a disaster back in the 2018 World Cup. But either way, Thomas Tuchel's going to have some decisions to make with his lineup, and we'll do that right now. We'll take a look at how we think Tuchel is going to play this out. Uh, of course, Manuel Neuer, who has just been just sensational since recovering or since his recovery from a leg injury. And when he's come back, I mean, Neuer has really solidified things. The team plays much more confidently with him back there. It's just what he brings to the table. And that's not a knock on Jan Sommer and what he did last year or Sven Ulreich, who I thought did a tremendous job filling in for Neuer this season. But Neuer is Neuer. He is uh, maybe the best to ever have done it between the sticks. So what he brings to Bayern Munich and how he gets this team to operate in front of him, it's just massive, and it makes such a big difference, and Bayern's a better team for it. The center back position, this is really where it gets interesting. I don't know the extent of Kim Min Jae's injury at this point. Like We don't know how serious it is. But I do think, given that he was okay last weekend, 
and that Copenhagen wasn't exactly a necessity for him to play against. I think we will see Kim and Jay back in the lineup and we will see Dio Upamakano with him. Uh, they've been steady, not spectacular as a, as a twosome at the center back positions, but good enough. They should be good enough to handle Union Berlin, even if Kim and Jay is not exactly operating at 100%. The outside back positions, Alfonso Davies, he's almost always getting a start, even with those pesky Real Madrid transfer rumors. At right back, Nusar Mizrahi is battling an injury. I'm sorry, an illness right now. You would think that he would be ready to go for the weekend, but I will say this about whatever the hell is going around during this cold and flu season, it's awful. It is racking people up for weeks. Like It hit me for about two weeks. Now, I was able to to battle through it because I had a little bit lesser of an issue, but my wife got drilled by it. Uh, my kids got hit with it, but I will say this. If Mesrali is getting a, a taste of whatever that is, uh, I, I feel bad for him because that is, it's really draining. Uh, I thought what I had was worse than COVID to be honest with you. And I had that. So, uh, uh you know, hopefully Mesrali is not suffering too much, but I think we'll see Conrad Limer. Either way, just because, again, it's earlier, it's still early in the season. You don't want to push Mizrahi out there if he's not fully healthy. And there's no reason to in a match like this. Three, theoretically, Bayern should hold a big advantage over Union Berlin. In the central midfield, I think we'll see Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka partnered up once again. Uh, Rafael Guerrero turned in a pretty meh, meh effort against Copenhagen. I don't expect to see him too much in the central midfield especially when the new year comes and Byron adds someone. I think at that point, Guerrero will be looking at getting some off time at left back whenever Davies needs a blow or maybe just a little bit of time in the midfield because there just won't be a lot to go around at that point. Uh, so we will see Goretzka and Kimmich, at least in my mind. Jamal Musiala, this is, like I said, where it gets interesting because in my mind, you would really want to rest him and get him fully healthy. I think Musial is going to push to come back. I think he's going to start and maybe go about 60 minutes. So we'll see Musial playing the 10. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but Thomas Muller didn't do anything in the game against Copenhagen to really push himself to the forefront and say, like, you need to play me more. He wasn't bad by any means, but he just didn't do enough. And I think in those situations, it's tough for a player like Mueller. It was tough for all of the players out there to, to play against a low block. Copenhagen was going to be conservative. They were not going to risk getting beat with anything. They wanted to come out of Munich with a point, and that's what they did. So Mueller, is, as much as I think he could be good under Tuchel and he could make an impact, that was a very tough match for him to be placed in because just the way Copenhagen was playing, he wasn't going to be able to do much. And he wasn't as frustrating as some of the other efforts out there. I was very frustrated with Harry Kane, very frustrated with Kingsley Coman. Uh, I, but Muller, you listen, you have to do more. When you get the opportunities, you have to produce. You have to make things happen. Just didn't think he did enough. So Musiala will get the call on this one. At striker, we'll see Harry Kane because we're always going to see Harry Kane. I, As I said, I didn't like how Kane approached that Copenhagen match. I thought he was one of the more listless and least energetic players on the pitch. And I know, listen, Harry Kane's game is not running around like a madman, but he was even more stagnant than usual. 
And I don't think this is any indication of you know what we're going to see moving forward. I legitimately think he's tired. think he's a little bit beat up. He just wasn't as sharp in general as he usually is. So uh, I, I would expect Kane to kind, kind of look to rebound in this one because he just didn't look great. And I think he would acknowledge that. I know, he, like I said in the postgame show, he was frustrated with his teammates too. And I think because he probably wasn't feeling great, he let that get to him even more than, than normal. So overall, just didn't like what I saw from Harry Kane at all. But how is that? What I feel is not going to stop him from being in the starting eleven. Uh, as far as the wingers go, it's a very interesting choice this weekend for Thomas Tuchel. Leroy Sané is undoubtedly going to play. Sané's been great this season, although right now his recent form suggests he could be settling into a dip. And we've seen the dip. There are some tremendous heights with Sané and some tremendous lows. If he's going into that dip mode, it could be a little bit of a problem for Tuchel because he's been so reliant on Sané. So I think this match is actually very key, not just for fans, but for Tuchel to assess where Sané is and what's going on with him. I have theorized many times in the past, Sané's biggest enemy is really himself. He loses confidence when he goes through these struggles. Sometimes he's not resilient enough and doesn't fight hard enough, but eventually he always gets back. But man, sometimes when he goes into that extended rut, it is tough to watch. And it's it's tough for fans because you see the talent with Sonny and you see how good he is when he's riding high. He just has to figure out a way to level out a little bit when he starts to struggle. He has to not let himself go deeper and deeper into that valley. He has to pull himself back up. And hopefully with you know the way Tuchel's connected with him, with having Harry Kane there, these are things that can help Sonny maybe avoid some of those pitfalls that we've seen in the past. The other wing is where it really gets interesting. Kingsley Coman versus Serge Gnabry versus Matisse Tell. Tell, you can scratch right out again. Just like Thomas Muller, he got the opportunity. He wasn't bad. He just didn't do enough. And, and again, when you're in these situations and you're a player who wants more PT, you have to go out and you have to seize that opportunity. I didn't see that from Tell, just like I didn't see it from Muller. Coman, a lot of people liked what Coman did in that match, especially in the first half. I did not. I, I and as I said in the post game show, I am I am more of a Coman guy than I'm not. Like I really came around on him. I thought when he first got to Bayern Munich, he was very selfish. Thought he made just horrific decisions in the final third. And, and every now and again, we see some of those things seep back into his game. But for the most part. Coman has turned himself into a selfless team player. Right now, it looks like he's struggling a little bit. So if you have Sané maybe struggling on one side, you, you probably don't want to match Coman up with him. Uh, right now, at least. Serge Gnabry, the other option here, has not been great either. But I do think Gnabry is going to get some extended run in this one, and he will get the call from Tuchel just because I think Tuchel needs to see what he's got with Sané right now. He needs to take a a look at where, no, I'm sorry, Gnabry. He needs to take a look at where Gnabry is going with all of this and how he's adjusting to things after his injury. And I think Coman needs a break, honestly. I think Coman is worn out. And I think a lot of this does come. A lot of the issues Bayern Munich is, is having right now, they are stemming from the activity that has been logged by Kane and Sané, Gnabry and Coman. Uh, you know, I would like to say Thomas Muller, but he hasn't played that much. But even Kimmich and Goretzka, 
You know, they both got called to the last international duty. There's not as much downtime. Kim Min Jae has absolutely been overused. And part of that's because Matthijs Delict has been out. Part of it's because Tuchel refused to play Delict earlier in the season. And then Kim Min Jae, when he is on international break, he is a, a minutes machine there as well. So Diopa Makano, same deal. Like these are all players logging so many minutes. That it is something to definitely monitor because you don't want these players wearing down. And I know Tuchel has he has bemoaned the, the lack of depth, but this team is deep enough to be able to move people around and rest people. There's no reason for anything to happen like last Friday where you don't sub at all. That was one of the more ridiculous things I have ever seen out of Thomas Tuchel since he took the helm at Bayern Munich. No, I. Listen, before, I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but when we talk about that situation and we hear that he didn't want to disrupt the flow of what was going on in the field, there was no flow. The, the attack was terrible. The defense was good, right? But were you really going to disrupt the attack by subbing out you know, an attacking midfielder or a winger or a midfielder? No, you weren't. That wasn't going to hurt your defense. So especially with the talent level that Byron has. So I, I didn't agree with it. I thought that was more of him sending a message than anything. And I know people kind of disputed that. And Tuchel himself even kind of talked that down. But I, I think it was. I think he was sending a message to the bench, guys, that you need to be better. If you want to get in the games, you have to be better. Unfortunately for those same bench players, they just didn't do enough when called upon against FC Copenhagen. As far as how this will play out, it's very interesting, like I said, because, you know, with Bielica coming in and, and and having that new coach impact, you don't know how players are going to respond to it. Uh, Union Berlin has a mix of young players and veterans. They could rally around the new coach and they could conceivably find a way to, to kind of eke out a draw on this one. I don't see them going on the road to Munich and winning. But they could find it deep within themselves to battle to a draw and start to build off of that momentum they got from their most recent game, which, of course, was a draw. If you're losing all the time, getting those draws becomes even more important, especially when you're looking to get out of the relegation danger zone. So can Union Berlin do it? Eh, I don't think so. I think Bayern Munich's going to come out. They're probably going to battle a low block. I think this time they'll handle it a little bit better. They'll score one early to open things up, and they'll end up being a 3-0 winner over Union Berlin. So that's how I see this one playing out. The biggest thing to me is seeing how Tuchel selects his lineup and who he puts out there. There are some variables, like we said. I mean, Musiala not being fully healthy could be a factor. Depending on who Tuchel wants to rest, it could affect many different players. Maybe we get to see more of the young kids in this one, depending on how it plays out. But either way, uh, I would expect Byron to to play with a little bit more urgency in this one and a little bit more energy because they ha have to. They cannot go through a third consecutive match looking like they're shaking off the cobwebs. So that's all we got for this preview show. Uh, we know that based on some of the feedback, you guys do want to have a separate preview show, separate post game show. So we're going to try and keep that up. Just understand that's going to flood Spotify and Apple and everywhere else with uh shows from us so there'll be multiple releases out in the coming days uh you know please check out the post game show after the copenhagen match uh that's been posted and you can of course check out the weekend warm-up when that drops later 
on Thursday as well. So this has been Chuck Smith. You can get me at the our blog on Twitter. You can get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweet, Meister Tom Adams at Tommy M71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Siler at CYL3R. Uh, and as always, check out all of our writers and podcasters on the site. And we'll be covering this Union Berlin match in depth. So please check it out. And, uh, you know, listen, we love hearing from you. So give us your feedback on how you think things will play out. This weekend and when the match happens, tell us what you think and how you reacted to whatever the end result ends up being. Have a couple of beers on me. We'll see you next time.